Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah. Today's shiur is Daf Nun Aleph. We will begin on Nun Amur Bet. Uh, we were discussing a Mishnah that we had before, and we wanted to know um, what was the story with the part of Yom Kippur. We want to know if it was Oset Timura or not Oset Timura. Can you make a Timura on a part of Yom Kippur? Which means that if you have an animal and you try to switch its Kedusha from one to another, both get holified. That's the halakha. It's called Timura, Oset Timura. We said... Only works on private animals. That it only works on private and uh, private offerings and not korban yachid, and not a korban sabur. Now, we, we had a statement. We said that we want, Rebbe Lezer wanted to know, according to the one who said the Parsha of Kippur is a korban yachid, do we say it makes could the Pasha Kippur make a Timura, which means if I switch to Kedushah, does it make both holified? Or not, it can't make a Timura. Now we wanted to know what is it, what is the real question? Are we saying that we're going with the we follow the Mekadesh or we're following the Mechaper? Everyone knows we follow the Mechaper, right? Because because we know that the part of the Kohen Gadol is owned by the Kohen Gadol. But the people who get the kapara are all the kohanim. So the, the, the kapara people are tzibur, are public. And the owner is individual. is individual. So we ended up saying that we want to know who's the main guy. In other words, Shlomo, follow with us. We want to know the kohanim, there's a part of Yom Kippur, right? The Kohen Gadol does the Vidui on it. It's for him and the Kohanim. Right? In the second Vidui, it's for him and the Kohanim. Now, are the Kohanim partners with him? If so, then we'll say this is a public Korban. Or, is it his and the Kohanim are just jumping and tagging along? And if so, it's his and it can make Kimura. And that's the question. Okay? So we're going to start from the words Tashma. We're going to go back a little bit. Okay? Says Gemara. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. Do you see where I am with Tashma? It's a little earlier than halfway down the page. Tashma, Tavshin. You see it? First word is O. First word is O. Tashma. Chomer uh, A sacrifice is stricter than a Tumura. And sometimes Tumura is stricter than the sacrifice. Tumura means the animal that got holified. Um, from switching the, the Kedusha. You with me, Harry, or no? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. The strictness of a regular sacrifice is a sacrifice, a regular sacrifice, is works whether you are a Tzibur or whether you are a Yachid, whether you're public or private. And also, you could do it even on Shabbat. And... Even if you tamei, you can still do it. We all set timura, and it makes a switch. Mashiach enkibet timura, but timura, but timura cannot make a switch. 
Okay, if you have one tumura animal, you can't switch it again. There's a strictness of tumura from a regular sacrifice. Why? Timura will work even if the animal that you're holifying is a real blemished one. Not only that, you can once you do a timura on an animal, that animal could never get unholified in order to allow you to shear it or use it to work. But by a regular korban, if it gets unholified, it's possible to use it and use the sheep shearings or whatever. So the Lord says, When we said uh, a korban, what are we talking about? If we're talking about a private korban, private korban don't push off Shabbat or Tumah. But if it's a public one, it doesn't make Timura. El must be talking about the part of Yom Kippur. Because the part of Yom Kippur is a little bit private and a little bit public. It's private because it belongs to the Kohen Gadol. It's public because it belo- it it's the Chaber for the Kohanim. And we see Vidochet and Shabbat Tumah. Push on Shabbat Tumah. Vidochet Timura. And it makes it because Korban Yachid. So we see from here that it's a Korban Yachid. That the uh, that the uh, par yom kippur is a korban yachid. Did I lose you, Shlomo? No, I'm right here. I'm right here. Good. Okay. I know you're there. I just want to make sure you understand. We're not talking when we said it makes a timura. We're not talking about the part of yom kippur, which of course is owned by. Aaron uh, and the uh, and the Konim talking about the Isle of, of, of Yom Kippur. There's an Isle that's for an Ola. And when you have Ola, of course you could do it it only belongs to Aaron alone. And of course it makes Timura because it's private. Now Rav Shesh says not only is it possible that it could be an Isle, it has to be we did this is what we ended up yesterday. it's logical that it has to be the only him. The East like that, but oh, because if you thought it was the pod. When we said that it pushes off Shabbat, that it doesn't push off Shabbat, but it sounds like, oh, the Timura, which means if you switch the pod to another animal, that second animal, does not, we said it doesn't push off Shabbat. Now when you imply, when you say it doesn't push off Shabbat, the implication is don't offer it on Shabbat, but you could offer it on Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Now the halakha is that really this animal, if it was talking about the pod, you wouldn't be able to offer it even on a Wednesday. So therefore, it must be talking about the ayil and not the pod. Of course, if it was the pod, we wouldn't say you can't do it on Shabbat. You can never offer it. We'll see in a second why. Hatmurat chatati. Because since it's a timura of a korban chatat and not an ayil, it's never offered ever. Tumurat chatat mitaz, that goes to death. And therefore, it never gets offered. So when you say it doesn't push off Shabbat, sounds like, oh, but you could do it on a Wednesday. And if it was, to, if it was the pot, it would never be offered ever. It might make it to what I might make it holified, but it would never be offered. I said, look, Le'olam Paro. Really, I can answer you back and say, no, it could have been the pot. It doesn't have to be the aisle. We're not saying the aisle is wrong. We're just saying this that you said, it has to be the aisle. It doesn't have to be the aisle. It could be the pot. Umay Timura. And when we said, what, 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 you thought you said it said Timura? Shem Timura. When we said that a t- we said in the Brita that a Timura has special rules, 
we said the strictness of Timura and the strictnesses of Korbans, right? We were comparing them. Mm-hmm. When we said Timura, we weren't referring to the Timura of the animal that they were talking about in the Reisha. We're referring about anything that's a Timura. Shem Timura. You got this scooch out over here, uh, Harry? Mm-hmm. When we were talking about a particular Timura beforehand. Right, we're talking about the timuna of the. We thought we're talking about Torah of the power of the Kohen Gadol. When we said now we're answering no. When we say the word timuna in the in the in the Mishnah, we're referring to in general timuna, a general idea of timuna. The whole timunas can sometimes have these qualities: one, two, three, whatever we said. Maybe I'll answer you that when it says korban, also in the Mishnah, it wasn't referring to any particular korban. It was talking about Korbanon in general have these things that they push off Shabbat and They're starting to get the just of the Gemara. <laughs> the, the same way you could tell me that the Timura that was mentioned in the Brayta only meant Timura is not any particular Korban. Well, the Zevach also, let me tell you, that it also means just uh, the general category of Zevach, not any particular one. Marcus, no. Shem Zevach Loktani. When it says Zevach, it wasn't talking about Shem Zevach. Why? How do we know? Mimai, how can I teach you? Mediktani, because it says, Chomer betimura. It says that Timura is stricter. Shetimura chal al balmum kavua ve'enu se'lechlun gaziz la'aved. We said, what was stricter about Timura? Timura works, thank you so much, Harry, on a balmum, on an animal that has a, mm-hmm. a blemish, and it can never be sheared. Now, so we're telling you that that's stricter than the zevach. Now, if the Zevach we're talking about was the category of Zevach, I could show you <coughs> that there is a case of Zevach where you can shear it and mm. you can work it. There is a case in the general. If you're talking about a particular one, so I'll say it makes sense because that particular one of the Parakon can never be sheared. It's true. But if we're talking about the general category, since I could show you that there is a... One. <coughs> there's one that can, so can't be talking about the whole category. Let's do it now. You with me, Shlomo? If you want to tell me what does Zevach mean? Just the category of, of Korbanot. Vaika, there is one that can possibly be sheared, which is, we're now Nun Alpha, Bechor Maser, which is a Bechor. Now, you know what a Bechor is? Bechor means the firstborn animal. If it's a male, it has to be offered as a Korban. Okay? That Bechor is automatically offered as a korban. And even if it's a mum, it's a korban. And and if if it's if it has a mum, it doesn't have to be offered as a korban. You don't offer the mum as a korban, but the coin can eat it, but you never let it shear it. So you see it's, it's never mutar and shearing. Right? Oh, here's a joke. Don't we say that we're about to show that, that you're allowed to do shearing? What did you say? Hi, 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 Ivan. How are you? Hi, Joey. What's doing? Um, no, these never. We said about. We're trying to show. A case we said Timura can never be sheared, yeah. and we're contrasting it with Zevach, which can be sheared. But these things are Zevachs. Bechor and Maaser are both Zevachs. Oh, and they can't be. And sheared. they can't be sheared. So you uh. see. That, that it can't be talking about the category of Zevach. Good? Good. Yeah. El Hashem Zevach Loktani, we can't be talking about Shem Zevach. 
Umaishna Timura. So then how come Timura we're talking about the general category and by Zevach we're talking about a specific one? Shem Timura Achaten. Zevach When it comes to Korbanot, right? There's a lot, there's different types of Korbanot. There's some that can be, some that can't be shared. When it comes to Timura, all the Timuras in the world have the same rules, so therefore we talk about the category by Timura and by Zevach we don't. Good. Okay. Now, let's go back to we'll get everyone included, guys. We're up to Rav Sheshit now. Now, if you remember, we <coughs> we had this Brighta, okay? The Brighta was comparing a, a Zevach, a, 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 a Korban, and a Timura. Now, Rav Sheshit got out of the problem by saying that the, when the Brighta was referring to a Korban, it's not referring to any to a par of Kohen Gadol. Right it's referring to the Ayil, which was an Ola. Okay? And if it's an Ola, then we understand much better why it makes a Timura and everything like that, because Ola is for sure a private Korban. The Ola, the, there's two things that belong to the Kohen Gadol. There's the par, which is for him and his fellow Kohanim. So that could be private, could be public, because he owns it, they get the Kapara, that we're not sure about. And there's the ayil, which is only the Kohen Gadol's. Now, if it's only Kohen Gadol's, we understand clearly how it makes a Timura and how it works like that. If it's the pod, we're a little troubled by that because it's also jointly used by the Kohanim. Maybe it's a public Korban and they can't make a Timura. So we're a little troubled. So if Sheshit gets out of promise, no. When the bride says Zebach, it's referring to the ayil. So everything's cool. Now we're going to start dealing with the Sheshit now. Oh yeah, it's only talking about the ayil? Let's talk about this. Says the Gemara. You said it's talking about the Isle of Aaron. Look where the Pesach. Why didn't you say it's referring to a Korban Pesach? Because what do we say about over there? We said that it pushed off Shabbat. Pesach pushed off Shabbat. And it also makes a Timura, the Korban Yachiru, because it's a private Korban. So why don't we just say it's Pesach? Why do you have to say that the, the, when we said a, a, a zevach, referring to a particular one, the one of Aaron, the isle of Aaron on Yom Kippur. Let's just say it's Korban, Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach is a private Korban. It pushes off Shabbat because you do it on Shabbat also. And it pushes off Tumah because even with Tumah you could do it. Right? You're allowed to do it. If everyone's Tameh, you're allowed to do the Korban Pesach. We got all the rules. It fits in beautifully. Why did you come up with Minwen, as they say in Yiddish? Minwen, did you get this? Uh, idea that it's Korban of Aaron, Elosh and Aaron. Let me talk about Korban Pesach, a much more common thing. Answers. Answers the Gemara, Kasavar, and Shochtina Pesach, Alayahid. He holds that the rule is that a Korban Pesach could only. There's a machoker about this. But this Rabbi Roshishan happens to be of the opinion that if you have an individual one guy who wants to do a Korban Pesach without his family, without his friends, usually Korban Pesach, you get together, like we said in Psachim, you get together with the family and friends, the Zabides and the and the, the Srugos and the Hamras, you get together, we're going to all eat the Korban Pesach. Let's say one guy says, I don't want to share with nobody, I'm doing my own Korban Pesach. So I look at whether you could do it alone. Rav Sheshit holds, like the rabbi who says you can't do it alone. So he doesn't want to say that this is talking about a private korban, ah. because he holds that it can't be private. Can never be one individual alone. 
The Gemara says, okay. Vinukwa Pesach Shini, says the Gemara. So then why do we say it's talking about Pesach Shini? Because Pesach Shini can be private. Pesach Shini is if a guy was Tamir for the first one, he bring Korban Pesach Shini. Let him be talking about Pesach Shini. Why do you come up with the Ayel of Aharon on Kippur? Pesach Shini, beautiful. Midachi Tumah. Pesach Shini doesn't push off Tumah. We said one of the things about the Zevach and the Brayta, we said that it pushes off Tumah. Pesach Shini you have to do only when you tahor the second time, otherwise you don't do it. If it pushes Tumah, then why didn't you just do it the first time? What? If it pushes off Tumah, why didn't you just do it the first time? Well, I mean, let's say you were Tamir the first time. The second time you also Tamir, does it push off Tumah? I'm saying, but if the guy was Tamir the first time... We well, maybe he thought he was Tamir the first time, then he, he's waiting to do the second one because he thought he'd be out of it, and they got Tamir fired again. Does it, do you allow to do it Tumah or not? No. Okay, that's the question. Actually, there's a about that too. We'll see soon. <coughs> okay. Says the Gemara. Now, we had a Mishnah... And the bright to before we're going to discuss it. I'm a lay. <coughs> Hold on. I'm a lay of Huna, braider of Yeshua Lerava. Vitana, Maishna Pesach to Karve Korban Yachid. Why does he call Pesach a Korban Yachid, a private Korban? And why do you call the Korban Chagiga a Korban Tzibur? Korban Chagiga is a Korban we spoke about in, in Masechim Pesachim. And every individual has to, when you come up to the Bet HaMikdash, you have to bring your own Korban Chagiga. Okay? Now, technically, a Pesach and Chagiga, Chagiga are very, very similar, Ivan. They're very, very similar in, in the way they are. Okay? So why do you, the Pesach, you told me, that's a private offering. And the Chagiga, it's a public one. What's public about Chagiga more than more than Pesach? They sound like the same. Says the Gemara. Imishum ta'ati bekinufya. If you're telling me the Korban Chagiga is called a public one, because it usually has a lot of people there, because there's a lot of people around on when you do the Korban Chagiga, because it's always done on the holidays when there's tons of people in Jerusalem. Says the Gemara. Pesach nami ati bekinufya. Korban Pesach too. When do we bring the Korban Pesach? Tons of people there. So it should be the same. Let them both be called public Korbanot, if that's the reason. The reason why we don't call Pesach, we call Pesach private, because Pesach Shini is done by very, very few people. And it's not a big public gathering. And it's done in ER, where not many people in Yushalayim. And therefore Pesach, the category Pesach, is a private Korban course of Pesach Shini. Good? Amalei, so he told him, Im ken ye docheth shabbat tetumah? If so, then it should push off Shabbat and Tumah, which means that we said in the Mishnah, that the Pesach is a private one, right, that pushes off Shabbat and Tumah. If so, then the Korban Pesach Shini should all... Now, if you're telling me, you're referring to that the reason why Pesach is called a private one is because the Pesach Shini is private because it's not done with a lot of people. So then I should tell you the Pesach Shini should push off Shabbat and push off Tumah. So why doesn't it? in Yes, our mission is going like the rabbi who holds 
Pesach Shani does. Pesach Shani does Pesach Shabbat. It does Pesach Tumah. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brayta. Pesach Shani dochet Shabbat be'en dochet Tumah. Tanakama holds. Pesach Shani pushes off Shabbat. You could do it even on Shabbat. But not when you're Tameh, you don't do it. If you're Tameh for the second Korban Pesach, you can't do it. Rebidah, man. Rebidah says, Af dochet Tumah. It even pushes off Tumah. And we're going like Rebidah, who says that Pesach Shani pushes off Tumah. Now, what's the what's the machok between them? My Tanakama, tana what's the reason why the Tanakama holds that Pesach Shini doesn't push off Tumah? It's very, very similar to what Musi said a second ago. Amalach, he'll tell you, look inside Mus. Why does Tanakama say Pesach Shini doesn't push off Shabbat? doesn't push off Tumah? Because the reason why you're doing the Pesach Shini is because you were Tameh by the first Pesach. So now you're going to come in the Pesach Shani and do it by Tameh again? Hmm. What'd you gain? That's Tanakama's reason why Pesach Shani does not push off Tumah. Okay? What does Yehuda say back to you? Amakra, the Pasuk says, we're, we're now two lines in the bottom of Nunal Fomanav. Amakra, the Pasuk says, Like all the rules of the Pesach, you should make it. And just like the first Pesach is done, The Torah sent you back for Pesach Shini to do it holy. You, you, you were Tameh for the first one, so the Torah sends you back to do it holy. And if you can't, then you do it Tameh. That's how Rabbi Yudah understands. Yes, the Torah sent you back to do it pure. But if you can't do it pure, then at least do it tamir, like the Korban Pesach. Okay. Okay, now we're switching topics. And we're going back to the subject of whether the Korban, of the part of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, whether that is called private or whether it's called public. Okay? Whether it can make a timura. Private ones make timura, public ones do not. Okay? Why don't we say that it's called a private one and it makes a timuna from the fact that Pasuk says, And we learn from there that, that, he, that he has to pay for it with his own money. So why don't we say that this part is called a private offering just from the fact that the Kohen Gadol has to bounce from his own pocket for it? That should make it privatized enough to make it timuna. How do we know? The Tanya we learned in the Brighta, we're on the top of Nunal uh, Mubet. It says, Asher lo, the Basuk, He brings it from his own money, and not from the public monies. Yachol, you would have thunk, lo yavi Mishel Sabur. He shouldn't bring it from the Sibur. She'en at Sibur Mechaprimbo. He doesn't bring it from Zibur because they don't get a kapara. You might think that he's allowed to bring it from, have his fellow Kohanim chip in to it because they're also getting kapara. Because they also get a kapara from it. Tamulomar, the Pasuk says, Asher lo, his. Right? You might thought that, yeah, he shouldn't bring from the other people's money. But if he brought it from other people's money, it's still okay. Okay. It says another time, Asher Law, a second time, to teach you the Akev that if he brings it from other people's money, it's Pasul. 
So you see from here, that it's only his money. Why don't we just go to that and say, ah, if it's all his money, that means it's private, and therefore it makes it Timura. Good. Says the Gemara. According to your reasoning that it's only owned by the Kohen Gadol, his brothers were Kohenim, if they have no part in it, how do they get a Kapara from it? How the get a Must be that the Kohanim who come from Aaron like Ivan are different. It must be we have to say the only way that Ivan gets a kapara when the Kohen Gadol is paying with his own money for it is that the Torah comes and the mafkir they make hefker the Kohen Gadol's money regarding this bull towards his fellow Kohenim brothers so this way they can get a part of it. Yes, the Kohen Gadol has to pay for it, but without doing anything, Hashem is giving a piece of it to all the Kohenim in order they can get a kapara. Otherwise they can't get kapara. If they don't own it, they can't get kapara from it. How do they make hefker? Hashem owns everything in the world. And Hashem has the ability to hefkerize things. And he can not only hefkerize things, he can hefkerize the things during only to certain people. Because you, Joey Amra, are Yisrael, and it's not hefker to you. It's only hefker to Ivan. Who's a Kohen? So we tell, and we have to say that, because otherwise, how do other Kohanim get a kapara from something that's not theirs? If he's paying for it, how do they get a kapara? Must be that the Torah is hefkerizing it for the other Kohanim. We we had we had tried to say that, but now we're going on the fact that he has to do it himself and want to make it privatized. Okay. So says Gemara. When it comes to Timura also, Shani So I can tell you the same thing. The reason why we don't know for sure if it's his or not is because, the Warrior wasn't sure, is because maybe the same way we hefkerized it to give them a part of it, to give them a kapara, maybe we also hefkerized it to give him give him, them a part of it so he can't make a timunah and it can't make a, because a, a, and it becomes publicized not to make a timunah, and therefore we don't know which way it goes. Okay? Good. Well, We're stopping over here like without answering the thing. Well, we didn't answer the question. Okay. Brand new Mishnah. Are we ready for a new Mishnah here, guys? Let's get rolling. What time? Oh, good. We're doing great. Awesome. Okay, now we're, d- we're back to the description of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. Okay? We had said before that he has to take the stuff and start walking into the Kodesh Kodashim. Right? So he's going to walk through the Kodesh. Right, he was outside. He has the stuff on the, on the outside. He's going to walk through the Kodesh into the Kodesh Kodashim. So we're going to describe now the path taken by the Kohen Gadol to the Kodesh and into the Kodesh Kodashim. So let's think about that. Hayam HaLech Behechal. He walks through the Hechal. What's he holding in his hand over here, Musi? He has the coal on the right and the and the ketorah in the left. Correct. He's got the, the shovel with the coals, the boiling hot coals to, in, in his right, and he's got in his left hand the ketorah. And he's on his way to the Kodesh Kodashim to offer it. Okay? What does he do? Till he gets to the two parochets that separate between the Kodesh and the Kodeshim. 
seems like in between the Kodesh Kodeshim there were two parochets and you walk and the way the two parochet works was that one side of it was like pulled off the wall a little bit on this side and the inner one was pulled off the wall, wall a little bit on this side and you walked in here you walked in between the two parochets then you come out that way into the Kodesh Kodeshim you got it? So, welcome, Shimshin. Wow. Yeah, the curtains, no? Curtains, yeah, parochets, yeah. Okay. Was it yeah. narrow? Yeah. Oh, a foot and a half in between. So how do you have the coals holding like this? It wouldn't burn anything? Uh, I don't know. I guess he didn't burn things. I don't know. I hope not. Go Or, or, or lose any of the ketone. You can't lose ketone yeah, either. We have exact amount of ketone. We can't be hitting the curtains over here. Okay? Uh, there's one over here, I believe. Shimshin. Give me a Yuma. Okay, we're up to the Mishnah. You came exactly at the right time. Should have should have worked it out even better. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Hayam Halech Behechal. If they go in the Khal, Achimigil Ven Shah Baroch Kodash Koshim. Ubenehem Ama. In between there's one Ama. Four and a half for two feet. Rabyosi Omer, Lohai Tashem El Parochet Achatilvad. According to Abyosi, there wasn't two parochets in between. There was just one parochet with with a space to get in on the side. Shneemar, and what's the Yosi's pasuk? How does the Yosi know there's only one? Because pasuk says vehevdila ha parochet lachem ben kodesh kodeshim. It says the parochet separating the kodesh kodeshim. It's a pasuk in the Torah. In Shemot, that the parochet doesn't say parochot. Doesn't say two parochets. It says one parochet. So Yosi says, how can you say there's two parochets? The pasuk says there's one parochet. Clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the machlok in our Mishnah. They go through the things. The question is, was there one or two parochets? Tanakam is saying two. Rabbi Yossi is saying one. And he's got a nice pasuk in his back pocket to help him. Pasuk mentions one parochet, doesn't mention two. You with me, Shlomo? Shlomo, you there? Oh, we don't hear him. Okay. Okay, so you got it. Two parochets according to Tanakama. One parochet according to Rabbi Yossi. Is that, and he's got a pasuk in his back pocket. Let's see. Says the Gemara. Shapir Kama Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Yossi has the Rabbanan down good. Meaning, he had a good question on him. I got a pasuk. What are you doing? Yeah, where, are you coming, where are you coming up? What do you got? I got a pasuk. Which, where, 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 where? You, you, you're stuck. Right? Says the Gemara back now. Rabbanan Amrlach, the Rabbanan will tell you back. No, no, you think you got a pasuk. Hani Mili Mishkan. Yes, you got a pasuk, I understand. You're right, there was only one parochet. But that's in the Mishkan. Av Mikdash Shani, but in the second bet of Mikdash, Kevdullahave Amat Raskin, since they didn't have the wall, U Mikdash Shon Hava, Hu Dahavai, there was only a wall in the first bet of Mikdash. The Istakafa, the Rabbanan Bikdushata, and the rabbis weren't sure about the Kedusha. In the Mishkan, there was only parochet. You're right. In the first Bet HaMikdash, there was an Amah thick wall. Okay? And there was a way to get in through the wall. In the second Bet HaMikdash, they didn't have the wall. They're only going to put a parochet. They were going to put one parochet, like the Mishkan. But they don't know the area that the wall occupied, that Amah that was occupied by the Wall. wall is that Kodesh Kodeshim area or is it Kodesh area mm-hmm. and if you put a parochet in the front 
So you're making it part of the Kodesh Kodeshim. If you put Baruch in the back, you make it part of the Kodesh, and maybe it's really not, and you're going to have people walking in the Kodesh Kodeshim by mistake. Or you have going out walking in by mistake. So therefore, the, the Chachamim, to avoid the problem, in the second Beit HaMikdash, said the Rabbanan, put two, two Baruchets. According to Rabbi Yossi, no. I have a Pasuk, they followed the Mishkan, and they knew where it was, they didn't want Mr. Pick. How did the wall look? One thick wall, I guess, with a door. I don't know. Oh, but this one I don't understand. Why couldn't they just have that that first curtain be at the beginning at one point for the one and a half hour more? Yeah, they had a doorway with a curtain to get in. What would you say? Why couldn't they just have that first curtain in the front of the one and a half hour more? So what if they add a little Kodesh to the Kodesh Kodesh here? You what he's asking? Uh, um, if he steps one foot, one of my back, then... Right, you're going to put the, the, the thing a little bit back, and you're going to make it, it's all Kodesh Kodeshim. Crank it me inside, he says, oh, I'm okay, I'm good. I'm in the Kodesh Kodeshim, but he's not. Therefore, to, to, to avoid the problem, we uh, we box it out. Box it out with the two parochets. You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now we have a brighter. You got to pay attention, close attention to the brighter because we're going to discuss a uh, different thing. What we really should do is we should do this flipper. Let's try Ah, it's all there. Okay. You want to pause that a second? 1991 of the code. Tanur we learned to the brighter. Ben Hamizbeach la Menorah Hayam Mehalech. When the Kohen Gadol was walking, according to the Buda, he walks in between the Mizbeach and the Menorah. So this this the blue is gonna be your Buda. So according to Buda, he walks Ben Hamizbeach la Menorah, which means he walks in here, he walks like this and in here. Okay? That's the Buda. Rabbi Meir Omer, Ben Shulchan Lamizbeach. He says, no. He walked between the Shulchan and the Mizbeach, which means, he says he walks in like this. Okay, so black is who? Rameer. Rameer. Could you guys see? Yeah, Okay, good. Now, Uh, some say Ben Shulchan Lakotel. Others say that he walks like this. There's enough space over there? Yes, and he walks like this. Okay? So there's three different paths of going through in, how you get through the Kodesh into the Hechel. Is that clear over here, guys? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now let's go through each one of what the story is. What? Yeshomim is a red one. Yesh Omim is red. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Thank you. Yeah. Red, Yesh Omim. Well, we're going to see the Yesh Omim. We're going to see who it is in a second. It's really a BOC. Okay? Says the Gemara. Man Yesh Omim. Who is the Yesh Omim? I'm Rav Chista. Chista says, Rav Yossi. It's Rav Yossi. The Amar who holds. Pitzcha. Pitzcha B'Tzafon Kai. He holds that there was. If we saw in our Mishnah, 
right? We saw in our Mishnah that there was a machloket if there's two curtains or one curtain. Mm-hmm. Which rabbi said there was only one curtain in our Mishnah? Rabbi Yossi. Yossi. So says the rabbi, the reason why the, the Yesh Omrim is saying to go be the Shulchan is because he holds that there was only one curtain, and the one curtain had its opening over here, and therefore he says, why should you go through here? You're ending up going that way, go straight in that way. You got it? You can still go in between the Shulchan. And... What does that mean? They all end up going in the same spot. So how does that really answer? Hold on. I forgot to... I, 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 let, me, let me redo my thing. Hold on. This blue line we're going to redo. Pretty good erasing, huh? Let's do it again. Okay? Sorry. Thank you, Ivan. Okay? How does he get in, Rabbi? He, he holds that there's an opening here. And then where's the other opening? The other side? Nothing, nothing on the other side. So then where does he go? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Okay? Now, says the Gemara, will say, he holds it was on, the opening was on the south, like I just showed you here. So and therefore he walked in on the south. Why does he go in from the Menorah? According to Rabbi Yossi, uh, you have to go all the way closest to the thing so you can go easier. But why does he go in this way, you say? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Says the Gemara. We're a mayor. What about the black one? See the black one? We're a mayor. Come on, Sfirle. Who does he hold like? He could be Huda Sfirle. If he holds like a Huda, then he should walk in like a Huda. Between over here, like this. He could be Yosirle. Then he should walk in this way. Right? Why does he walk in over here? Says the Gemara. Really, old like a biosi that the opening is on this side. Okay. He holds that the shulchanot was tzafon v'darom. The shulchan, Shilamoha Melech added shulchanot. Gemara says that he didn't just have one shulchan. There was Shilamoha Melech added another ten shulchans. Okay. Now the question he holds. That they were added this way. Shulchans. And since you added Shulchans over here, it w- he really would like to go this way, the red way. But since they, no he path. held there were Shulchans there, the only way to go was this way, with the black way. You got it? Mm-hmm. That's Yossi. So Yossi is really holding like Remeir. I'm sorry. Remeir is really holding like Yossi. That, that you should go in this way, because there's only one entrance. And he would rather go in this way, but the reason why he's not is because there were shulchans in the way. Okay? He, he, his opinion is that there's shulchans in the way. How the rabbi holds that? Shlomo, are you with me or no? I'm a little bit lost. Once again, look, look, Shlomo. I can't see the colors, What do you mean? You're the one who bought us these colors. Watch. Okay. You hear what's going on? This is Rabiosi. Rabiosi says you walk in like this one, you see? Around the Shulchan this way. Now, this rabbi also says that the opening is on this side over here, not over here. Blue, the blue one says you go this way, because he says the opening is here. We want to know, this rabbi, does he hold the opening is here or the opening is here? 
Moshe says, no, he knows the opening is here. So if so, why does he why does he say go around the Shulchan this way? You with me, Shlomo, so far or no? Answer, right, Shilomo HaMelech, not you, Shilomo HaMelech put Shulchanot over here, and that's why you couldn't get through, so he holds that he goes this way. You got it? I got it, I got it. What about the second Beit Oh, he's saying, were those Shulchanot in the second Beit HaMikdash, because Shilomo was only in the first Beit HaMikdash? Right. Hmm. Why wouldn't that be? Well, they, they, they destroyed the first Bethlehem. Uh, I, I can't answer your question. You know, leave that one for now, okay? The Ebite, Ema. I have another answer. The Olam Mizachumarab Murchim. Really, the tables weren't like this. I can answer you. The mayor holds the tables were really like this. So and you could have gotten through. So why didn't, why didn't you do that? Umishum Shechina Alav Urach since the Shekhinah is in the Kodesh Kodeshim, it's not nice to walk straight up into it like you're looking right in. That's why Remeir, Rabbi uh, says the nice story is to walk straight. Remeir says, Remeir says it's not nice. It's nicer to walk this way and then go into it. Since, the, since he holds only one curtain and you can see right in, it's not nice to walk this way. That's what Remeir says. Does only Rabbi Yossi hold that there's one curtain? Yes, but Rabbi Yossi holds it nicer. It's not nice. To go straight in. Okay. We're going to stop over here on the top of Nun Bet Amud Alf. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Okay.